The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must take America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must take America back as liberty weeps, our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome. You're listening to the National Intel Report. I'm your host, Richard Carey. Filling in for John Stadmiller on this Thursday, the 10th of September, 2020. And wow, I can't believe how the summer has come and gone so quickly. I have uh, here tonight with me a couple of co-hosts. I had one of these gentlemen, one of these gentlemen was on uh, with me when I filled in for John once in the past. And I'm bringing someone else here as well tonight. I have Graham Sutherland uh, here tonight from Inverness, Scotland. Hello, Graham. Uh, Graham's just getting his mic unmuted there. Uh, He should be uh, with us in just a moment. There he is, Graham. Hello, sir. We're not hearing Graham now. Yeah, possibly. And I also have uh, Paul Edward Stevenson, on, uh, an Irishman uh, living just outside of London. Hello, Paul. Hey, Richard. It's great to be here with you and the uh, the great listeners uh, to RBN here tonight. Yeah, yeah. Now maybe uh, Graham had a had a run uh, run somewhere. Uh, take care of something. I should be back momentarily. This was kind of short notice, uh, letting both of these gentlemen know uh, to join me here tonight. But this will be interesting, you know. I mean, we have a, a great amount of uh, of lands to uh, draw from when we look at the PSYOP before our eyes. I mean, this lockdown due to an alleged pandemic, uh, it seems now we're getting people backtracking like like crazy everywhere. And they're, uh, you know, they're backpedaling. Uh, they're uh, going back on things they said because, I mean, they see the writing on the wall. I noticed this one story mentioning that the schools are going to be likely to open after the election, if you can believe that, uh, from one uh, from one article uh, mentioning uh, some of the responses these local politicians are giving. It's it's pretty obvious it's being politicized here, but it's not just about Trump and Biden in this election, because, I mean, come on, 
gentlemen, you're both in the UK. Okay, if this were just about Trump and Biden, uh, you wouldn't be dealing with all this as well. So uh, I, I don't know. This is just insane. And so this is curious tonight. I mean, this is Patriot Radio, you know, for the U.S. This is as uh, uncensored a free speech, independent radio as you get. And so it's good to have a, a perspective of a of a couple of voices from the U.K. as well on here. Uh, I don't know, Paul. Uh, well, I don't. I know Graham is still getting a little sorted. Graham, if, if you may need to, uh, we may need to reconnect you. I, mean, I don't know what the problem is, but uh, please speak when you can. We want to see if we have you here. Paul, what is, uh, I don't know, what is your take so far on this? Because, like, I don't know, some people say the economic concerns are why it's happening this year, you know, because they had a, basically a dam was about to break on their game, right? Yeah, I believe that's a big part of it. Uh you know, there's so many sort of there's so many things intersecting here. You get the election. You've got you, you just sort of the, the the biggest bubble ever. You know, and everything bubble, the bond bubble, the the stock market bubble, which has continued to be a, a an even bigger bubble. You know, the housing market bubble. You you know, you just get all these bubbles all over the place. You know, and as much as I'm in quotes a fan of Trump, I voted for Trump. He's been a breath of fresh air, hasn't he? For for a lot of us, just people with common sense. You're your average working class and middle class person, you know, all he's done is inflated more air into the bubble. Uh, he, you know, he's he's just increased all that. You know, this nonsense that he's created the greatest economy. It is it, literally that. It's nonsense. I mean, if that's the greatest economy, you know, I wouldn't like to see a bad economy. It's it's just a pure bubble. And you know, you saw you saw a marked. Uh, decline in some of these big tech stocks uh, earlier this week. Uh, including Tesla at a massive sell-off, um, you know, Apple and, and and all these guys. Amazon held up, but it was about the only one that really did ha- uh, hold up. Um, the even even Bitcoin took a big hit. Um, you had uh, you know Facebook and all these guys. Some reality was uh, brought into view, and you know we still haven't seen the proper collapse. That, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, the 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 Fed are committed to QE QE infinity. Um, Trump certainly needs more stimulus before the election, and uh, you're going to either with Trump, certain economically, and you know, you're you're going to get you know socialism light, or you're going to get proper socialism with with Biden. It depends, you know, if people want you know proper you know socialism give me the the, the the genuine thing or whether you get a you know a softer version of socialism under trump you know this is why they're haggling you know with this other stimulus bill you know whether you get you know the the, the rhinos are saying one trillion and the the democrats are saying three trillion they'll probably end up with somewhere in between well yeah um, but i mean at the same time we we see trump definitely as the lesser of two evils i mean sure he hasn't fulfilled a lot of his campaign promises but especially a lot of the voices I hear here at RBN callers and such, uh, it, it seems that yeah, we pretty much agree that, I mean, sometimes accelerationism can be a good thing, but I don't think now. I think uh, we will go into the depths of communism, possibly never to return uh, if Biden wins. I think it's that serious right now. We need at least four more years of Trump. And so that's pretty much where the, the consensus seems to be around here. I don't know. Uh, I don't know yeah, what you'd say I mean- that. Yeah, I mean, of course, absolutely, he's the lesser of two evils. Um, 
And, you know, if I was to vote, would I vote for Trump or would I vote for Biden? Of course I'd vote for Trump. Um, he is very much the lesser of two evils. But, you know, from a monetary point of view and, a, you know, an economic point of view, it's just going to be, you know, a little bit less of money printing probably and a little bit less socialism. But, you know, people are already, you know, addicted to the free money uh, under, you know, a Trump administration. And it's going to be hard to wean them off for that. So, you know, he's obviously got the law and order thing he can run on. Um, he's talking about withdrawing troops from Iraq and Iran. Uh, and, and and the big thing during the week was, and, and this is a great thing, you know, whether he's doing it for, you know, election purposes, it probably it most likely is. But also, you know, Trump has this on his side. He's good like that. He's talking about, you know, He's exposing this critical race theory, which has been infiltrating and been, you know, all the institutions in the United States, including the FBI. Um, earlier in the week, the uh, the director for, uh, of the Office of Management and Budgets, speaking speaking on behalf of Trump, uh, said that according to past reports, employees across the executive branch have been required to attending trainings where they are told that virtually all white people contribute to racism or where they are required to say that they quote benefit from racism according to press reports in some cases these trainings have further claimed that there is racism embedded in the belief that america is the land of opportunity or the belief that the most qualified person should receive a job this these types of trainings not only run counter to the fundamental beliefs for which our nation has stood since its inception but they also engender division and resentment within the federal uh, workforce. We can be proud that as an employer, the federal uh, government has employees of all races, ethnicities and religions. We can be proud that America from all over the country seek to join our workforce and dedicate themselves to public service, blah, blah, blah. Um, the president has directed me to ensure that federal agencies cease and desist from using taxpayer dollars to fund these divisive un-American propaganda training sessions, which are these, you know, this is the critical race theory uh, thing, which is basically, you know, this manifestation of this cultural Marxist hatred of white people and, you know, and that only white people can be racist and are racist and everyone else are victims, etc., you know. So that's a big thing for him to, to, to come out and say that. I mean, that's completely against the politically correct grain. Yes. I mean, it's it's really hard to not focus on a lot of the things we would have wanted. But I mean, then there's the second term. I mean, I've you know, I've heard uh, even the person who does this show, you know, the gentleman who uh, is the station owner here, uh, John Stadmiller, uh, who does this show, National Intel Report, feels that, you know, we might see a new Trump. You never know. If he gets this second term, he's a, what, they call it a lame duck, I guess. He no longer has to please anyone, you know. He's already is in for his second time. And who knows, what if he actually did something unprecedented? What if he knew that he had to mostly cow down until that point? What if he actually went after the Fed or something? Who knows, what if he, uh, he even stopped uh, bowing down to Israel so much? I know. These things certainly were uh, not in Kennedy's best interest as far as uh, him staying alive. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think there were more important things, clearly, uh, that Kennedy understood. And I don't know. Uh, would Trump uh, be that bold, I guess, is the question. I think not. But I, but there is that 
there there is that you know I can understand you know John's thinking in that, and there is that unpredictability factor about Trump. Um, well, with, yeah, with his son-in-law, I mean, I'm not hopeful about him um, being any less warm to Israel in the future. I'm, I'm at least realistic about that, Paul. Yeah, I can't see that changing, and it would be it wouldn't it be amazing if he did actually turn on the Fed? But you know, as you mentioned, you know, you know, you mentioned Kennedy there. You know, if you turn on the Fed. You're, yeah, you're probably not long for this word, no matter who you are, president or not. Um, but, th- you know, this this critical race theory, you've got to give him credit for that because that's right against the grain. Obviously, he's aware there's an election coming up and he has to come out with some big guns, you know, pulling troops out of Iraq and of Afghanistan. This is the type of thing he ran on in the first election. Um, and he'll be obviously running on uh, the law and order issue because Black Lives Matter and, you know, the... Um, anarchists have basically handed him a you know a golden ticket there to run on, um, where they because they can't control themselves, so they, they actually give Trump some some energy there when, when he didn't have it. Um, and now, as I say, this critical race theory thing, he's, he's he's talking about eradicating that out of the, you know these institutions, which are basically brainwashing operations, training sessions, you know, to you know to to, to put forth this idea that. Um, you know, all white people are racist. It's an institutional thing. It's an unconscious bias they have. Um, well, and, yeah, know, but is... I mean, he, he is at least, I mean, he's trying to get rid of that is, is what he's stating there. I mean, that's, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a good thing. Right. A great thing, you know, because this needs to, you know, this needs to be, for whatever reason, it needs to be exposed and it needs to be um, destroyed, ideally, because yeah. this is the type of stuff oh. that we're you know, we're talking about that comes from the, you know, um, the Jewish uh, faction. And it, it came out of the Frankfurt School and stuff, you know? Absolutely. It looks like maybe we have Graham on uh, with a secure connection now. Graham, hi. Can can uh, can you hear us? Uh, speak, please. Yes. Ah, yes. Brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, maybe a, a little closer to the microphone. Uh, but, yeah, we hear you pretty well. Okay. Uh, hang on. I'll t- turn it up a little. Oh, you sound good. No, don't, 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 uh, don't mess with a bad thing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But uh, yeah, no, um, I don't know. Well, I'll let you just absorb maybe uh, our chat a few more minutes here before you uh, choose to to get engaged with it. But I mean, yeah, this is uh, at least an important thing, Paul. I mean, I, uh, I, I, I can't believe how anti-white, you know, the establishment, the culture, the universities, and then, of course, Hollywood, you know, all of the media, it's so anti-white. And it's like in a blink of an eye almost in my lifetime, I feel that suddenly things went to that. I don't know how you feel. You're about my age. So do you feel the same way? Yeah, well, it, it, it's really accelerated over the last, you know, 10 years. Uh, it's just got more and more aggressive, more and more out there, more and more bold. And they don't even, you know, they don't even, they don't even try and restrain themselves now. It's just this all-out hatred attack on, on white people in in their native white lands. You know, I mean, it's in, it's intolerable and it's, and it's infuriating. And especially when you have to actually listen to the narrative that, you know, the the persecutor groups are, you know, so-called minorities. I mean, the persecutor group is clearly actually white people. You know. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, it's 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 pretty crazy the way we have this double standard for everything now, and just saying that all lives matter. Uh, people 
<laughs> what are they losing their jobs and things like this for, for something as simple as that? And and now people, because of the way the media has hyped up these attitudes and the Black Lives Matter, uh, uh, they are having incident, incidents where people are actually being violent because of that. You know, like they need retribution against whites. They they're they're, they're indoctrinated with this on the screen. You know on the television screen, and then they go out, or YouTube, I don't know, you know, whatever they're watching. And they go out, and, and yeah, we're seeing reports of this sort of thing. I mean, uh, yeah, assaults even, killings even. So, I mean, we heard about the little boy, you know. I mean, he had his little bike. His bike was on the neighbor's lawn, okay, this little white boy. And the black man comes out at point blank and shoots him. And and it was because he was white and because this culture. and And that... And of course, it wasn't reported at all because it doesn't fit the, the narrative there. But I mean, you know, that's that's what this is doing. And now it's been the, the election, just like the, the coronavirus, you know, the riots, of course, are are being uh, ramped up. They're trying to politicize. Uh, they want to blame Trump either way for anything and everything, uh, you know, and it people are seeing through it, though. You know, I don't know. Um, I mean, the media has been losing its ratings in the yeah, yeah in the yeah, corporate tr- sense we are pretty much getting a bigger audience more and more than the corporate media in the independent media that that's pretty much how it's it's starting to play out the ratings are tanking for all these uh these corporate yeah yeah, yeah i mean listen you know five ten years from now you know it's already the case that you know shows like the you know like this and networks like this and and youtube channels have got in larger audiences than uh mainstream media um you know, so, uh, yeah, the, the alternative uh, radio is the future. I mean, YouTube has its limitations because you have, you know, because there's so much censorship going on there. And, you know, so, you know, I, I, you know, my own channel, for example, I've had so many videos deleted, probably a dozen of them. And uh, it's so frustrating that it deters you from, from doing content on there. And, you know, they even like unilaterally just switch off your ability uh, to, you know, and in, in, you know, the notifications to that your own subscribers uh, would get when you're doing a video. Um, you know, so, you know, it's frustrating uh, that, you, that, that YouTube is like that. But, you know, that's run by the enemy so you know alternative media and alternative radio like this is so important you know uh, i wonder how long it is before they start coming for you know networks like this as well more aggressively but um at least you know we 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 still have a voice where you can 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 speak the truth and as you say people are becoming more wise to it and you know as far as trump's concerned he does have his fans you know trump is likable you know, I, you know, I, I know it's hard when you criticize Trump, and it's not about, you know, whenever I was criticizing him about, you know, he's about the Fed and he, you know his monetary policies, and you know, I still like Trump. You know, I don't think he's a nefarious guy. You know, I don't. I think he, I think he thinks that that's just the way to run an economy. Um, but he he does he does inspire loyalty, and he is you know I know he's a kind of, he's like Marmite, isn't he? You know, you either really love Trump or you hate him. You know, and there's lots of people who just hate him, and then the rest of us really love him. You know. Looks like we have that first break. Well, stick around, folks. We'll be right back. Right. 
Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile oxysilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then Common Core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Take down, break down, take down, everybody wants into the crowded line. Break down, take down, you busted, busted, shake down, break, break down, take just about the time you think that it's all right. Break down, take down, you busted. Shake down, break down, take And we're back, folks. National Intel Report, Republic Broadcasting, Richard Carey filling in for John Stadmiller. And I'm here with a couple of co-hosts tonight. I have Graham Sutherland from Inverness, Scotland, and I have Paul Edward Stevenson uh, just outside of London, England. Now, gentlemen, I uh, would like to point out that I had been uh, focusing 
And continuing to, uh, well, planning to tomorrow as well on my show, uh, 9-11 quite a bit this week. I mean, being the, the anniversary week of 9-11. And I think you gentlemen are, are great examples to, to be able to discuss this with uh, here as well tonight. We might as well. I mean, you know, these uh, these folks at RBN are, are among the most patriotic people, I think, in the nation. You know, I mean, they're among them for sure. And you gentlemen are, are certainly willing to uh, to speak out uh, in all ways, you know, about about the important details. I mean, it was uh, it had insiders, you know, it was an inside job. OK, and that's the United States. That's also Israel, you know, our greatest ally uh, as far as the primary uh, culprits. I mean, we know it was controlled demolition. I mean, there's so much overwhelming evidence out there at this point, gentlemen. And I know a lot of it uh, you've both been keeping up with over the years in general. I mean, how could you not be aware of such a, it's such a, uh, what, catalyzing event, I suppose you could say. And this war on terror is justified because of it, you know. It's, it's, it's this never-ending war uh, on terror itself, <laughs> as Orwellian as, as you can get, pretty much. Uh, we haven't heard from you yet today, Graham. So, uh, yeah, what would you like to, to say at the start here regarding 9-11? 9-11, wow. Well, I don't know anyone, to be frank, that believes the... Well, you know, believes what they're still peddling is the official narrative. In fact, the, the kind of things that went a bit quiet, really, because you know, public perception is it was just the whole the whole thing was just obviously an inside job, and obviously everything the news tried to tell us was just you know a lie, and it became really obvious, uh, particularly with the BBC when they said. Building 7 had come down 26 minutes before it actually came down. So they were reading that script while it was still in the frame. And that's quite uh, famous. So, yeah, um, that was what started the war on terror. But also, it changed the whole vibration of the world. Because, you know, everyone was really in despair and, like, you know, just worried about, you know, what, what, what's really going on here? What's, what's, what is the real story? And then it brought in all the mass murder uh, that they had the nerve to call a war in Afghanistan and Iraq, and then Syria and Libya. Uh, that's not warfare, it's called the uh, satanic ritualistic slaughter. So it brought all that in, and then behind all of that, there was a self-loathing. This self-loathing, this, um, you know, the pride actually turned inside out. It inverted itself to the fact there was a sense of shame as to what not just America but you know NATO and you know the EU were all involved what we were actually doing I mean we blew up uh, Gaddafi had built a 1600 kilometer water pipe and irrigated a huge swathe of Libya amongst other things you know he, he, he was really good for the country he was a fantastic leader I mean we de demonized him in our mainstream media but he was a fantastic leader. He introduced uh, 25 grand bonuses for young couples who got married, free education, free health care, free dental care, uh, all sorts of stuff. 
But this water pipeline, this it was the eighth wonder of the world. No one speaks about it, but it was over 1,600 kilometres. It was like a 16 or 20-foot pipe that pulled water right across the country and irrigated huge swathes of desert. So NATO blew it up. So there's this kind of self-loathing, this kind of shame. It's come in the back of this so-called war on terror. But no, I mean, it's a, it's a stupid cliche, war on terror. I mean, what does it even mean? We are the terrorists. We are the terrorists. So are we going to have a war against ourselves? That's how I see it. And all this stuff we're seeing now, the you know, the, all the BLM stuff and everything you've been discussing, that's actually part of the self-loathing. That's part of the shame that's come in on the back of this, uh, well, the ritualistic slaughter that I spoke about. And that's, that's what we were involved in. And, and we still are, to some extent, in Syria and whatnot. But there's a sense of shame that people have woken up. We know what's going on. We don't believe the media narrative. We know what's going on. We are slaughtering them to steal their oil. It's disgusting. Um, uh, yeah. Well, all right. Well, hold on. Uh, after the break, we'll continue this discussion. Call in if you want, folks. Phone lines are open. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Extend your life with really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. Nikki, great product. Have to try it for a few months to see results. After taking Extendivite for about six months, I have noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from carpal tunnel. I will continue to buy the product. Ken Peaks, five out of five stars. Works as advertised. This formula is very powerful. Be careful to follow directions. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure has stabilized and my lower edema has reduced. Lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. Thank you. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Is your property a financial burden and causing you grief? Have you tried to sell but can't find buyers? Or are you just too busy to sell your property? Don't worry. We have the right solution for you. We buy properties as is, with cash, close in 30 days, and pay all closing costs. Our service is ideal for property owners who are in pre-foreclosure, have high-end repair costs, experiencing financial hardship, going through costly divorces, are relocating, need cash for retirement, suffering family loss, or have tax liens. Whatever your situation may be, we can help you sell your property and get the money you need. If you own a single-family home or multiple-family units, Call us for a free consultation at 888-910-1037. That's 888-910-1037. Or visit our website at cashingproperty.com. That's cashingproperty.com. 
Sell your property fast and leave all your worries behind. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. National Intel Report, Public Republic Broadcasting, and I'm here with my co-hosts. Oh, I'm Richard Carey, filling in for John Stadmiller. My co-hosts tonight are Paul Edward Stevenson, an Irishman living just outside of London, and Graham Sutherland, a Scotsman who's in uh, Inverness, uh, Scotland, or just outside of Inverness. And that's uh, Inverness is right near uh, Loch Ness, by the way, for those who aren't aware. But I was just asking Graham his perspective on 9-11, because uh, this is an important thing to discuss every year on the anniversary week, I would say. And, well, this is a great opportunity, okay? We get to hear two UK perspectives on 9-11 as well, and people who are uncompromising as well in admitting that it was an inside job, controlled demolition, and pointing the finger where it rightly deserves at the United States and Israel. It would never have occurred if it weren't for Israel. Okay, the project for the New American Century is an extension of Eratz Israel, a greater Israel. And so let's be clear about that. And of course, this, this dual citizenship is a big issue as well. I want to hear more from Graham uh, as well on, on a lot of these issues, what I just mentioned included but first paul let's shift over to you your perspective on 911 um total Mossad operation yeah just just like you mentioned it was uh you know you just have to look who benefited um it was just the expansion of the greater israel plan and that was the excuse that they needed to take out all these terrorists i mean the older jenin plan for greater israel in the 1980s had all those guys on it uh you know, that needed to go Iraq, Libya, Syria, they were all on there. The only one that's left that's not on there is Iran. Or, sorry, yeah, that was on there too, but um, they haven't actually toppled Iran yet. But, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, and I did an interview with uh, Jeff Gates. He wrote a book called, he's a, he was a, a, an attorney, and he, he wrote a book called um, 
guilt by association, how the Israeli lobby took control of U.S. foreign policy. I mean, I, I have covered that whole Israel issue um, extensively, and it all, it all leads to Israel and uh, uh, Mossad Operation uh, 9-11. And he wrote a book, as I say, and I did an interview with him. Uh, that, that didn't survive on YouTube. That was deleted. I, I actually did a, a video on YouTube myself and I, you know, from one of my shows, Breaking Down the Old Yenin Plan for Greater Israel. And that was deleted too. So, um, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it was a total Mossad operation for the for the benefit of Israel and you know Israeli uh, hegemony in the Middle East. And and that's kind of how it's shaken out, you know, shaken out, isn't it? You know, all those countries that were mentioned on the Old Yenin Plan for Greater Israel, they they were attacked uh, by by the by the U.S. Um, at the behest of Israel, our greatest ally there in the Middle East. You know. And Graham, do you want to? Uh retort to those comments i think uh, Mossad was certainly involved uh, but i think the i think uh, the brits were involved as well there's quite a lot of uh, there's quite a lot of leads that lead back to uh, you know the the elites and the uk and of course uh, the uk and america's tied up uh, you know so tightly the anglo-american thing is tied up so tightly and of course Israel's involved in that as well. It's like an unholy trinity, really. Um, if we're being if we're being frank about things, but we know that the Jewish lobby pretty much run America, and they most certainly run Hollywood. You just need to look at all the Jewish names in the top uh, upper echelons of Hollywood. It's all Jews. They're all Jews. They've managed to. Um, I don't know if it's through Masonic connections or secret society connections or what, but they've managed to worm their way to the top of just about everything. So, I mean, obviously they're involved. Yeah. Absolutely. And I know it's, well, it's certainly even more dangerous for each of you gentlemen to be pointing out all of these important truths being in the UK uh, rather than in the United States here. So, I mean, I, I have to commend uh, both of you highly on that. And I mean, it's but it's so important because, I mean, we we are losing uh, the freedoms of the Western world. You know, these high trust societies are going to turn into communist uh, melting pots everywhere uh, very soon. You know, uh, Terry Gilliam made a film called Brazil. Uh, but also when you look at the real Brazil, you know, it's, it's just, just this mixture of lost culture, you know. I mean, that's what they want for everyone, all of us, because they're, we're easier to control and manipulate. Uh, would you gentlemen agree? Absolutely. Absolutely, without a doubt. Um, I, I'd like to make a point as well. You know, we're, we're not just lied to um, by, you know, direct lies by the Masonic media. They also miss out. They just don't talk about loads of stuff, loads of important stuff that's happening or has happened. In particular, um, you know, NATO bombings and this kind of stuff. It's never reported. It all just kind of happens quietly in the background. And if it wasn't for social media and us having eyes and ears in, in all these countries, we, we wouldn't know about it. and We wouldn't know how uh, evil and deceptive our governments are and our media is yeah, absolutely uh, absolutely yeah every, i agree with everything it said there yeah that uh, that water pipe thing i spoke about before the break 
that was that was never mentioned in mainstream media. And uh, I mean, I I pay attention to these things, uh, but it was a a, a a disgusting display of, um, you know, just um, just bullying, really. You know, just blowing up a country's water supply. Why would you do that? And well, if we were to get back to nine eleven a little bit, um, well. I don't know. What would you say, Graham, are, are the most important facts about 9-11, you know, to spread to people that you think would be um, the catalyst we might need to to invoke real change in our nations? I think I think even people that don't know an awful lot about it know that the official narrative was a lie. I think you could safely say that. I mean, there's so many stuff. If, if you start digging into it, there's, there's, you know, there's layer upon layer upon layer of evidence that the mainstream narrative was just absolute nonsense. And the the, the stuff that happened in and through 9/11, like the gold disappearing and all that stuff. I mean, it's just such a. It was such a. It was a. It was a, a military. A precision type operation, basically. But you also point out a lot of involvement from from the UK government. You're saying both in 9/11 and this uh, project for the New American Century. I mean, do you want to speak about that a bit more? Well, the uh, the British royals. I mean, I think it's important to point out that every single president of the United States, apart from only one and it wasn't JFK and it wasn't Trump, every single one of them have been related to King John of England, bloodline related to King John of England. So it's more evidence, if you like, that presidents are not elected but selected. So it's a bloodline elite we're dealing with, obviously. You know, there's no, no, there's no great mystery there. If every single president, apart from only one, was related to British royalty, I mean, it's obvious. It's obviously a bloodline elite that we're dealing with. That 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 is the enemy. And uh, the interesting thing is, it was a twelve-year-old American girl that found out that uh, interesting little fact when she was doing a a school project. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Paul, uh, I don't know. Did you have any uh, anything to add to that? No, I'm just listening to Graham. Did he did, did he get uh, cut off or something? Did he? I think I think he's still with us. Uh, sorry, no, I actually dropped my mic there. Sorry. About oh. that. <laughs> All right. I was trying to adjust it, and it popped out of its uh, it popped out of its little holder. Very good. Yes, we don't seem to be uh, we don't seem to be that focused. About ten years ago, everybody was onto the whole bloodline thing. We don't seem to speak about that very much now, but they're very much still in power. And, of course, the British royals are also related to Dutch and German royals. And, indeed, it's some Russian. There's Russian and Greek blood in there as well. It's, 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 it's very uh, complex if you start looking at the, the Anglo-American family tree, the bloodline family tree. And the further you go back, the more obvious it becomes... And of course, but the people back then had no, 
Well, we had no, no we had no knowledge. Our, our forefathers had no real knowledge of what was going on. They just trusted the powers that be were honourable and righteous. Um, we now find out that they're the exact opposite. They're satanic paedophiles. Yeah. Well, that has been coming out a lot more. I mean, and with Epstein Island in particular, it's uh, certainly shown a lot of people have been involved in high-ranking positions. But, well, I mean, it's clearly something that's been going on a long time. Um, these, uh, well, unmentioned um, set of connections. So you say bloodlines for a lot of it. The synagogue but, of Satan. Yeah, yes. That's, a, that's an excellent book. Uh, Andrew Carrington Hitchcock with the synagogue of Satan. And yes, he does point out a lot of very interesting, including ancient connections with a lot of these things. You know, I think a problem a lot of people have is they compartmentalize, they look for a single um, group. And it's very often, you know, a lot of these groups who have uh, similar motives overlapping, you know, who are working in conjunction. And so there's often multiple motives uh, when a lot of these large psychological operations occur on the populations. And that includes wars, uh, pandemics. I mean, it's not it's not one group and it's usually not one motive even. I mean, even this lockdown we're talking about, I think there were a lot of motives for it in a lot of different groups. So, Graham, I mean, I know you've mentioned often uh, groups such as the, the Masons, you know, throughout history and, and up to today. I'd say sure that they have been a group complicit and involved with a lot of things. We've mentioned Mossad here today. That's certainly a, a, a strong group uh, Im to implicate, especially when we're talking about something like 9-11. So I'd say that they, though that's an example of two groups which would most likely work in, in concert in a lot of cases. You know, um, Mossad and the Masons, I could, I could definitely see something like that. Of course, when you talk about Masons today, a lot of them are, you know, it's a country club uh, uh, social uh, thing, you know, and uh, a way to, to, to get in good and maybe get more opportunities in, in life and social circles for most people. I mean, you know, it's just the people at the very top we're talking about who are anything other than that. And I'm sure that's what you generally mean too, Graham, when you talk about that. But yes. Yes. Well, uh, please, gentlemen, I mean, I'd love to hear each of your perspectives because, I mean, I, I do think there are a lot of tentacles, especially something like 9-11 getting pulled off. Yeah. It's a very, the, the, the Masonic uh, movement is very subtle. It's almost like a huge global recruiting tool uh, for people because the lower level Masons haven't got a clue what's going on. In fact, some of them are good people, also members of the church and stuff like that, and they're involved in charity work and, you know, good causes and things like that. And, you know, there's no real evil about them. Uh, however... If they show certain characteristics, they are very quickly promoted up through the degrees, up to the upper echelons. And once you get up there, the the whole tone of the thing changes. You find out that the the uh, you know the rituals you've been through. I I want more light. I seek more light. And then what do you seek? More light. All this stuff. You find out that the upper echelons, the thirty third degree and above because there's 13 secret degrees, that the light is a light of Lucifer. 
and uh, they've actually replaced Christ with Lucifer. So it's an anti-Christ movement at the at the top end. And well, yeah, course, that, would, that would relate to Andrew Carrington Hitchcock's uh, book as well, you know, Synagogue of Satan. And I think, yes. I think a lot of the um, Jewish supremacy that we do see in a lot of our nations, at, at the core, uh, the, the most elitist of, of many of these, especially a lot of the highly orthodox Judaic sects uh, yes. share much of this as well. I seen. Uh, I was watching an interesting uh, lecture last week, uh, Richard. It was actually from 1953, and it was amazing saying that he, uh, well, he basically said that uh, masonry was Judaism for non-Jews, and I thought, what an interesting thing to say, because it is very focused on well, ancient Israel and Babylon and all this kind of stuff. That is the... Yeah, that's what he said. He said masonry is basically Judaism for non-Jews. That's excellent. Listen, Graham, we have a caller here. We may have to hold him through the break, but let's let's hear from him. Dan yeah. in Washington. Hello, you're on the air. Hi. Thanks for taking the call. I had a question for your guests. Uh, since they're from the U.K., uh, uh, basically, you got the Rothschilds and the royal family. I just wonder. I mean, who is it that is it that the Rothschilds control the money, and then the royal family control the land? Because I mean, who runs that country? I guess. <laughs> I mean, does the Rothschilds obviously seem to have more money than the, the Queen, right? And then the royal family, or how does that work? No, well, the Queen, the Queen's got more money than you know anyone else in the world and it, and uh, she's also the biggest landowner by a huge stretch she's got like 20 times more land than the second biggest landowner which is the sultan of brunei um she has got huge swathes of america no one knows about and uh, canada and australia of course so yeah so you've got yeah, london sure. washington and the vatican that's <clears throat> the that's the three key uh centers and that's uh, finance military, and religion. Well, we, we, uh, we, we got the break coming up in just a second here, gentlemen. Uh, no, I'm uh, going to have to just uh, remind everyone, it, uh, you do want to call in. You know, the phone lines are open. So uh, feel free to join us, 800-313-9443. We'll be right back. Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Public Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. 
The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. Get involved by visiting Facebook.com slash Republic Broadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family because you can handle the truth. So you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. The Republic Broadcasting Network, late night premiere show, Radical Hardcore, hosted by activists that want to hear from you, the listeners, so that you can get involved in the activism, please call in at 800-313-9443 at 10 p.m. to enter the discussion. To book yourself as a guest, call our studio at 202-657-5715 or contact RBN staff. Remember, keep it real and take the red pill. Ladies and gentlemen, J.R. Moore here. We have a special promotion going on at Republic Broadcasting. This is a fundraiser for Republic Broadcasting involving the energy planner. Mail me a postcard. My address is at my website at thelibertyman.com. We pick a postcard every other Thursday. When your postcard is drawn out, you get to buy an energy planner for $215 instead of $285, $70 discount. $200 goes to Republic Broadcasting. You also get a 10% discount on my mattress pads. So get those postcards in, put your name, your telephone number, your email address on there, and when your postcard is drawn, you get to get an energy cleaner for $215 instead of $285. Mattress pads, 10% off. Help us out at Republic Broadcasting and help yourself to get an energy cleaner at a deep discount. It's a win-win situation for everybody. We hope you can get these postcards in soon. Thank you very much. We're back on the National Intel Report. Richard Carey filling in for John Stadmiller, and I'm here with co-hosts Paul Edward Stevenson and Graham Sutherland. We have Dan in Washington on the line. Hey, Dan, uh, you had another question uh, or, or point to make. Yeah, but I just had the theory about 9-11. It's, if you look how the whole thing's ran, it, it seems like it was just a hit from the Rothschilds. I mean, he kind of... You know, there's a Rothschild Avenue in, in, in I think, Tel Aviv, the main street. I mean, uh, it's kind of his pet project of Zionism. So, it, to me, it just seems like, you know, and they have control of the Federal Reserve and our media, so Rothschild can just say, hey, I want to, you know, start the Greater Israel Project and uh, order it done, you know, and then he has people in the media and the governments that just collude and do what he says. I mean, would you go along with that, or is it... I mean, it seems to me that Rothschild's more powerful than the Queen, but I could be wrong. I don't know. 
But uh, well, let's hear from each of uh, you gentlemen. Uh, who wants to go first? I don't mind. I mean, I, I, I mean, I think when it comes to, you know, liquid, uh, you know, money or power in that way, I would say that the central banks have acquired more power or more money than the Queen. But I, could, I can't be dogmatic about that because I don't know enough about it. I, I do know that, you know, that the Queen, I think she is the biggest landholder uh, in the world. I think she owns half of Manhattan. Um, to Graves, right, there's a lot, you know, the Queen owns a lot more land than people would ever imagine. But I can't imagine, you know, that she she would be actually more wealthy in terms of actual, you know, hard cash, if you like, than, than the central banks. But, you know, look what, the, look what the Federal Reserve is doing now. I mean, you know, it's just pure absolute theft on a scale we've never seen before. Um, and they're all part of the same club, the Federal Reserve, you know. Uh, Greenspan, Bernanke, all these guys, the Rothschilds, goes back to, you know, the Warburgs. The Warburgs, by the way, were uh, Max Warburg was involved with the, um, um, what's his name? We did a show on it, Richard. Uh, the Kalergi. Um, they were also responsible for, you know, Paul Warburg was the architect of the, uh, Federal Reserve Act of, of the German bank Kuhn-Loben Company. So these the same names keep coming up, you know. It, it, it and it goes back centuries, you know. As, as Graham said, this all goes back to the Babylonian days, and it all goes back, you know, you know, right back to, you know, ancient times, and this whole bloodline and 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 Jewish mysticism and the idea of Luciferianism and all that is not, you know, that's not new either. And he's right; it's it's quite interesting actually, because as, as he said. Some of these guys, particularly you know the lower down Mason type guys and stuff, they they see you know what we would call as Satan or or Lucifer. I mean, Lucifer is not actually a name. It's a, it's it's actually only found in the Latin in the Latin translation of of the Bible, the Catholic translation, because Lucifer just means the light bearer. But yeah, uh, well, thank you, Dan, and uh, we'll be back with hour two. Stick around. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party 
and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.